It's Tuesday, October 17th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. So we are here with David Willie Wooten, and he is our Florida State Director, and just so grateful to be able to spend some time with you and get to talk and just have had a a great day talking with you on many different accounts. But one of the things we just wanted to talk about today was Romania, and I know that's a country that is near and dear to your heart, and I think... uh, couple of, what, about a month ago when you were there was your 15th trip to Romania? That's right. And you and Dr. Rick got to go and check out some orphan care projects, but um, you've been going since 2005. I know you have some deep, rich friendships in Romania. So will you just start off, just what is it about Romania? Obviously, it's the people, but that really attracts you there. And just for people who haven't been, describe what Romania is like, what the people are like, what the culture is like. Yeah, I think part of it is the fact that for so long they were under communist rule until the revolution in 1989 when their dictator, uh, President Nicolae Ceausescu, was overthrown and executed. Actually, on Christmas Day, he was executed. And just to think about the Christians un- uh, during that time and the persecution they faced, and uh, and now some of the friendships that I have are with those very same uh, Christians, for example, there's a pastor friend of mine who recently was allowed to go to the capital to Bucharest and to look up the files that the Securitate, the secret police, kept on him. And he was, I mean, he's reading these files and finding out that there were members in his church that were spying on him and reporting mm-hmm. to the Securitate. And, you know, that was very common back in those days to have family members that would report on you or neighbors or church members. Uh, and so there was no place that was safe, and yet these believers were unashamed in their following and worship and, and living out the Christian life and in such harsh circumstances. And so I have great respect for the older believers uh, mm-hmm. that are there in Romania who lived during those hard times. And then God's just blessed us with the opportunity to cultivate relationships with a couple of uh, pastors in the country and relationships with their churches and has opened up doors for my wife and I to be engaged in ministry through the years. Hmm. Well, I know even on my trips to Romania to see that big palace that was built, but built on the blood and sweat of the people of Romania and how many Romanians gave their lives for the building of that huge palace. Including the architects. So it was supposed (laughs) to be the largest building in the world. And when it was finished, it was the second largest building in the world. The Pentagon is number one. And Ceausescu was so upset that he had the architect executed because he had wanted that to be the world's largest building. That's right. And I mean, even the whole thing in that big, huge ballroom where the helicopter can actually come into the ballroom, just a magnificent building. And it's crazy because I've been able to go to that building a couple of times, even as Lifeline talking about adoption, to go in and and to talk to, to the senators and to the parliament about adoption and, and you're right, just to see the history that's there. So talk about the topography. You've been all over the country. It's a beautiful country with mountains. And, and just talk about some of the, what, is, what does Romania look like? Yeah, so they're the typical places that the tourists go. There's Bucharest, and they go to the palace. Um, uh, and then there's Dracula's Castle. So that's a big popular tourist attraction. Uh, the Transylvania Highway is one of the most remarkable, beautiful, scenic highways. It just has all these hairpin turns 
and it goes through the mountains. There's snow-capped mountains. There's the seaside over in Costanza by the Black Sea. And so uh, up in the northeast, there are these beautiful uh, monasteries from the 17 and 1800s, maybe even the 1600s that you can tour, and they're still working monasteries mm-hmm. today for the Eastern Orthodox Church. And it's just in a beautiful part of the country. But uh, as beautiful as the country is, the thing that has really been attractive mostly to us has been uh, the people and the friendships that we've been able to make. Yeah. yeah. And obviously there's still there's still strife in Romania, yeah. even after communism is gone. And certainly we see the Roma people are a less than people and definitely need to be ministered to. And, and even as we've looked at adoption, most of the kids that are available are, are Roma kids that... Um, or gypsies, as they call them, uh, who are who are just downtrodden and, and estranged, and so so much need in Romania, yeah. But yet, so so much of a strength of a church that's that's been through the resiliency. And and I'm I'm encouraged that the church is beginning to awaken to the need of orphan care. There there is this wall of prejudice against the Roma people that God needs to remove and I believe will remove and, and is removing. I'm encouraged by some of the things that I see, even on this most recent trip, uh, some breakthroughs that I see happening. But um, many of the children, uh, 60,000 orphans in Romania, uh, and many of them are Roma gypsy children. And there is this this prejudice that's keeping the church from really reaching out and caring for these orphans. And so our desire is to see... Um, see God break down those walls in the church to step up and care for orphans there. Yeah. So you and Dr. Rick just went a month ago. And one of the things was to explore further partnership with one of our partnerships, Levada. And you guys got to go see what they're doing on the ground a little bit more richer. Just describe a little bit about what you saw and then just the need that is there for orphan care and adoption in Romania. Yeah, one of the heartbreaking things is that uh, at the children's hospital there, they call it the baby hospital, but really it's a children's hospital, families will come and bring their children there, sometimes under false pretenses, saying their child is sick when the child may or may not actually be sick. But especially with the onset of winter, these parents realize that in their own home that doesn't have heat, uh, it's going to be difficult for their children to even survive a harsh winter. And so if they could get the child in the hospital where they could be fed and have heat, and, and many times these children are abandoned there in the hospital. Uh, and even though some of the laws have been reformed, um, the, the enforcement of the laws is not happening. And so it's a broken system where kids are being orphaned and abandoned and there's a tremendous need for the church to step in and so this ministry that we we are partnering with and exploring partnerships with are going to the hospital every day to provide uh, the kind of interaction that without which these kids would have no emotional uh, interaction at all and basically at best they would be fed and changed without any other human interaction and so uh, they are um, they have been through some of the training that Lifeline has benefited from with TBRI and Dr. Karen Purvis and some of the training that she's done to provide holistic care for these children. There's also a side of what they're doing uh, called prevention, uh, abandonment prevention to keep these kids from ending up being abandoned. And so they're working in Roma communities, uh, working with these families to help them uh, stay together and become strong families so that abandonment doesn't happen. They have a strong mentoring program for orphans that are about to age out. That may be one of the strongest parts of what they do, working with these older teens and 
helping them find a pathway to independence. So there's just like five or six different departments of what they're doing, really boots on the ground with limited resources to care for orphans. Yeah. And just a just an amazing opportunity to get to partner. I know it's enriching for you because, you know, some of your best friends are Romanians and live in Romania. And, you know, even, you know, when we were having our staff retreat and you got to give the devotion, you were going to call one of your friends in Romania to make your yeah. point that yeah. the smartphone connects us around the world and we have connection to the Lord. So yeah. you have dear friends and and you know, we're just praying that the Lord would open up our eyes and give us wisdom in this partnership. But then also, I, I guess for those of you listening to know, we, we do have a Romanian adoption program. And, you know, right now, uh, adoption in Romania is only open to Romanian citizens. So it can be Romanian citizens are living abroad here in the United States. Uh, at least one of the couple has to have a quarter uh, blood of Romanian. I guess they don't have to be Romanian citizens, but they have to have Romanian descent. And so... Uh, we are, we're looking for those families that are called to adopt a child in Romania who have at least a quarter Romanian heritage in one of the, the spouses. Yeah, and some of those Romanians came to the States during the time of communism, and they, they came, you know, they basically escaped the country. And so they don't have the proper documentation to prove their citizenship. And so Lifeline has been able and is able to help families work through that documentation gap of being able to demonstrate to the Romanian government that they, they actually do have Romanian descent. That's right. And we've we've seen those families come through That's right. this process. And, and so one of the things we are praying about is that we can find more of these Romanian descents that are Christ followers here in the United States that might have a heart to go back to Romania to adopt these kids. But then we're also knowing that there's 60,000 kids and, and many of them are languishing. Uh, we're praying that the Lord would wake up the church, continue to wake up the church in Romania, but also that he would soften the hearts of the government officials to uh, allow adoption where necessary and where appropriate to be opened up to other citizens. Yeah, so a few years ago, you were invited by the Romanian parliament to come to the National Day of Prayer, and it was a conflict in your schedule. I think you had other international travels, mm -hmm. and so I had the opportunity to go on your behalf to that and had the opportunity to sit down with members of parliament, and they were uh, very open in asking questions. How could we shape the law so that we could open Romanian adoptions to Americans that don't have Romanian descent? Their concern is that uh, Romanian children will be adopted by American families and then it not work out and those Romanian children end up in American foster care. And we were able to uh, share with them some safeguards that they could put in the, in the laws that maybe would not totally preclude that from ever happening because there's no guarantee of that, but would certainly prevent uh, provide safeguards from from that happening on a, any kind of common basis. That's right, and and you know really even initially how Lifeline got there was through these governmental contacts, yeah. and you know I, I I got a call from a good friend of mine that said the ambassador from Romania in the United States wanted to meet with me. And I went to a Starbucks in DuPont Circle, and it was one of the most surreal things to be at a Starbucks in DuPont Circle with the ambassador to the United States from Romania. And in this thick Romanian accent, he's asking me to come and, and to work on behalf of Romanians' orphans. And so that was five years ago, and we've seen 
they invited us in. I went into parliament and then they've continued to invite us in, but it's slow. And, and that's what we see in Romania is things are slow to change, but we're hopeful and we're not giving up and we're staying accredited. And, and in the meantime, we're looking for those families. So if, if you're listening to this podcast and you have any Romanian blood and you think the Lord may be calling you to adoption, Romania is, is an option. And there are kids that, that need homes. That's right. And so... We just want to encourage you to get connected and, and pray. Pray for Romania. Pray for the people. Pray for the church. And, and I guess just in closing, David, you know, the, the guy that we work with, the Christ father we work with is Petri. And Petri is such a, a, a just a, a great man, a great man of God, just a humble man. And he's a friend of yours. And so just talk a little bit real quick before we end about his ministry and the things that he's doing in and around his village. Yeah, Petri's a pastor's kid. His father is the pastor of uh, Bethany Baptist Church in Fagaras, Romania, and a dear man of God and has raised his son Petri to uh, love the Lord and to be a Christ follower. And Petri is very engaged in uh, two things. One, in village ministry, going to the villages where there's a lot of poverty and caring for families and caring for orphans in those communities. And then secondly, he uh, is the uh, involved in a ministry called Regen, which is working with orphans that are aging out to give them a pathway to independence, but it's very gospel-centered because he understands that the hope for these kids is not a job or education. The hope for these kids is the gospel. And so he's leading with the gospel, but also providing the tools that they're going to need for independence as they age out of the orphan care system there. Hmm. We just want to encourage you, pray for Petri, pray for Romania, and pray for the, the hearts, like we said, of Parliament to open up and, and look for ways that you can get engaged for the fatherless in Romania. Thank you for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the followers. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.